Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Caption This, where I will be discussing different tips and tricks on how to use social media to your advantage. Let's get started. This week's guest host is my friend Olivia Oreskovich. Olivia graduated from LMU last year during the beginning of the pandemic and is actively pursuing a career in acting while living in Colorado. This just goes to show how much COVID has changed the lifestyle actors can live while pursuing their careers right now because everything is done remotely. I'm really excited to talk to Olivia today more about her current living situation and all that she has been doing to use her social media to create her unique brand. Hi, Olivia. Hi, hi, hi. Wow. I'm so excited to have you. How are you right now? I I just have to say first that it's great to hear your voice and (laughs) see you. I've been well. I've been very excited for this chat. I know, me too. It's been forever because I haven't seen you since before March. Which is wild to me. I know. And Olivia and I also went abroad together with Rachel and Madeline, who have been- Yes, I listened to their episodes. Yes. <laughs> so we've been through a lot together. We had some fun times in Amsterdam, almost getting oh, hit yes. by bike riders. <laughs> not, not a great idea, but so much fun. We survived and, and we had a good time. Yes, we did. And here we are. <laughs> So I know you were preparing for our school showcase when everything had to go online. And I was wondering what that transition process was like for you. Going from the mindset of I'm going to have this senior showcase in front of all of these people to now being in the position where you had to record everything remotely and just upload it online. Yeah, so I think we were in the process of showcase class where we were bringing in scenes from the library and books and plays and articles and basically reading them with different people in the class to see what would spark if there were certain people that worked really well together and they were working on a really good scene and so my partner and I were actually two of the first people to walk down a scene and start private coaching with Catherine Noon so then once the eternal spring break hit we were told that showcase would be going virtual and we would basically be preparing a scene and a monologue in a self-tape format which we'd been practicing all semester So I felt prepared and I really commend the theater department for being on top of it and thinking on their feet to give us the opportunity. But we did lose the opportunity of being able to meet with people afterward and show like a bit more of our personality, not just our work. So it was definitely a different experience, but overall, I feel like everyone adjusted pretty quickly, pretty well to it. I know it's hard because going into it, not only do you get to showcase yourself in person, but then you do get the added time of being able to talk to all of the agents and managers and casting directors that come and watch you in person. So that Mm -hmm. must've been like a weird transition of, I'm very proud of the work that I was able to put online and still do Mm -hmm. remotely, but now I don't get to meet these people in person. And kind of wondering like who did watch my tape you know because in a real life one we would have had like a list these are the people that are coming but when it's just sent out to everyone you start to wonder who saw this (laughs) and I mean the professor that is involved in scheduling everything I have Mm -hmm. him this semester and he was saying that usually you get about a hundred people to come to the senior showcase and he mentioned that they sent the material to over a thousand people which is incredible 
cool. Yeah. So he said it was so cool because now not only did you have the opportunity to get to those 100 people, but Mm -hmm. everything went to a thousand people. And so those other people that might not have been able to come in person, they were able to still see some of the work, which I think is interesting. Yeah, definitely. It opens up some doors. Yeah. It goes to show just how much things are changing and how much being at home and having this online platform and presence is really benefiting in some ways. I mean, it's definitely hindering the human interaction and the human connection, but you're still able to communicate with people on like a different level now. Right. Yeah. A lot more people, which is so cool. Yeah. It's so awesome. So do you think that whole process of having to go online and start filming everything right before you graduated has helped you for where you are now, post-graduation, pursuing your career? That's interesting. Well, I definitely think that that class prepared me for self-taping. And since that has kind of been the thing for casting, I think that was really nice. I didn't graduate and feel unprepared and thrown into this world where everything had shifted and not know what to do. I had already purchased my self-tape kit and my ring light and my backdrop. And so, you know, I think that that was a nice aspect of it. Yeah, that's awesome. And how is it being in Colorado and being able to do everything? Wow, it's wild. It's so nice because I'm able to see my family and I wouldn't normally have had this time but it is it's also weird because I feel like I went to college and I had this experience of like living in Los Angeles and being a creative and now that world has kind of collided with my Colorado life in the best way but in a way where it's just like well I'm filming a self-tape in my basement right now this is crazy (laughs) so it's been cool it's so weird just because so much of the entertainment industry has been focused in Los Angeles and I know that going into college I was like I'm going to end up in Los Angeles and I'm going to stay here but now there's so much opportunity to be kind of where wherever you want to be at least right yeah. now there is since right. everything is auditioning self-tape wise at least for first rounds mm-hmm. so it's, it's weird how that's shifted and changed and now you have more opportunity to like you said spend time with your family in yeah. Colorado or maybe go someplace else and try living in a different state for a while right definitely it opens it all up yeah there's so much different opportunity now which I think is fun I know. I love it. I've loved being able to see my family. It's it's so nice and not have to sacrifice acting either, you know? You get a little bit of both, which is Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Definitely. So I know that you've been using your social media accounts very actively for a while, and you've now started incorporating more of Instagram reels into the content that you're posting since that was launched on Instagram. So first off, I was wondering how you originally came up with your social media posting schedule? How did you decide how frequently you wanted to post? Okay, great question. So I feel like in college, I was pretty much posting on a whim, probably every two to four days. And I hadn't begun to establish like a real brand for myself quite yet. But I did start posting in groups of three so that one row would all go together as kind of like a cohesive or related experience for a viewer if they saw my page. And it was kind of snapshots of an experience that had a working relationship and were meant to tell kind of a story, even if it was something like very small, like where I ate, you know, Mm -hmm. just like kind of all relating. But now that I've graduated, I went through and archived a bunch of posts that just kind of felt like college memories and not really the story of 
me. And so now I tend to post like every three to seven days unless I'm promoting a product or I'm on like a timeline. But I do usually batch my content. So I'll have 20 plus photos, videos, reels in my drafts that I can post as I'm filming more content. That's really smart. So you have like a bunch of drafts and that way you don't necessarily have to worry about oh, I need to post this right now. It's not ready, but I need to like post it by this deadline. Yeah, exactly. Or if I'm like, oh, I just don't want to really be on my phone much this week. I don't want to have to film anything. Then I just have it already and I can push it out. (laughs) That's really smart. One of my other episodes I was talking about starting to schedule when you're Mm going to post. Yeah. Um, Because that's something I struggle with. The day comes around, like I wanted to post yesterday but then last night came around and I had forgotten about it all day and I was like oh I lost an opportunity so I'm yeah, gonna post today but I think that helps a lot is having the post ready to go at least so then yeah. just do it and you don't have to think about it because captions everything just exactly it takes time definitely yeah. so it's nice to have them batch and just be able to like okay I'm gonna push these three out this week mm-hmm. and you mentioned that you've started to figure out your brand. Mm -hmm. What has that process been like? Like, how did you come about with figuring out the brand and how you wanted to promote yourself? Yeah, I started looking at the posts that were getting the most engagement from my audience and kind of trying to categorize them. So people often expect comedic things (laughs) from me. Um, People that know me know that that's kind of my strong suit. And so I knew that it needed to be centered around that kind of like quippy captions and really just not taking myself too seriously either. So even when I'm doing like promoted posts and products, I don't want people to feel like I'm just trying to sell or promote something. I want them to be like, this is Olivia and this is something that she uses or does. So I still feel like I'm developing a brand, but I've started pulling colors and creating covers for my highlight posts and all of that kind of centered around funny and and I guess also plant-based, being plant-based and having like a vegan lifestyle is something something that's become kind of more important to me and is something I can kind of feed into. Yeah, it's been so cool to see you develop that because I remember when you would do like the three posts Mm -hmm. um, that were matched or similar in some way. And I, I thought that was such a creative idea because like you said, it showed like a little bit of a story, but it's been so interesting to see how you've developed this other brand for yourself. That's really like authentically you and still tells stories. Thank you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I think that, I mean, one thing I, I follow your Instagram very actively and I engage with your posts a lot, especially your, uh, your Instagram stories where you have your questions and your answers. I love that stuff. Yay. Yay. Um, but I follow it all the time. And I think that if I weren't to know who you were personally, I still feel like I get a lot of who you are. Like I get that being vegan is so important to you and I'm personally not vegan, but it's so cool to see how into that you are and how you're so willing to show your audience like, oh, here's a recipe that I found and it's Mm -hmm. really good. Maybe you can try it. Just little things like that. I mean, for your Thanksgiving, you showed a lot of your process of like making more vegan items. And I thought that was really fun. And not only that, but I also know that you're a great comedic actress. And it's so cool to see you incorporate that in different ways, especially in your promo posts. I know that you were promoting a makeup product recently. Yes. I saw your videos of you like putting it in your stocking and like running away and then coming back. Like it's the little things where it's not outright like, oh, I'm playing a comedic character, but 
this is me. I'm a little spunky. I like being funny and showing myself in that way. So it's been so interesting to see how you incorporated those little things and started to create this brand that you're continually working on. So I've loved that. It's been so fun to watch. It's been fun to create. It's been good to try and do different things with my posts and see kind of what's working and what's not Mm -hmm. and just go from there. And I think that any brand should showcase you and it shouldn't just be like now my whole page is pink like that's not a brand you know like cool you like pink but I tend to lean towards accounts that give me that authentic self and that's what I'm hoping will come off too in mine yeah and that's what I want to I think one of the biggest hesitants for me posting on social media is that I don't want to come off as this picture perfect person mm-hmm. uh, or somebody that I don't know brands themselves in like more of a traditional way like I still want to show who I am because that's what's important to me so yeah it's so cool to see how you've been doing that um, and incorporating that and I've honestly <laughs> kind of taken some of the stuff that you've posted and incorporated little things in my feed I love way. this yeah. It's great to like see what other people are doing and incorporating that into your own posts. So Yeah, definitely. And finding, you know, what can I take? What can I use? What's from me? And then it just builds up something great. Yeah. And you've talked a lot about how you look at your engagement in your posts. Mm -hmm. So what's that process like for you? After everything you post, you kind of look at how many people have seen it and liked it and go from there. Yeah, I definitely with my stories, I check that the most probably because that's where I get my highest engagement. It's where I have the most views. It's where I have the most people responding to it, sending it to other people. And it's my favorite part of Instagram, I feel like, because I think social media originally was, I don't know who made it, but I think originally they were trying to help people connect, right? And form relationships um, and make it easier for people to meet, people to connect with similar interests. And that's where hashtags came and yada, yada, yada. And so I feel like stories is the place where I do most connect with people. Mm -hmm. And I do start to form relationships and continue those relationships, especially during a time where we're all supposed to be safely in our home. And so I try to always respond to everyone on that track, you know, what kind of pull do people like responding to and that kind of thing and then I do of course check my reels and my posts as well I'm pretty on it I would say (laughs) I know I've been looking at it more and more it's so interesting to me just seeing what lands and what doesn't because sometimes the things that you think are going to be very popular on your feed just aren't and it's so yeah and then I'm like okay why did that happen yeah (laughs) no I was talking to my roommate about this the other day and I was like why didn't this post get that many likes? And she's like, I don't know. Like, I like the post. I was like, I did too. <laughs> but it's, right. it's, it's fun to see that because, I don't know, it really informs what your followers like and what kind of direction yeah. you should start going in. Definitely, definitely. So let's talk a little bit more about Instagram Reels specifically. So this is a relatively new feature to Instagram. And you can create a video between 1 and 15 seconds long, which can either be continuous or uh, you could splice together multiple videos in order to make it. What separates Instagram video posts from Reel posts is that Reels have their own tab on your Instagram page that is dedicated specifically towards them. So if you go onto your Instagram profile, 
profile, there's like a little tab and you can click that and all your reels will come up, which I think is fun. It kind of makes your Instagram more versatile in that way. Mm, definitely. And along with your reel posts, you can have a caption for it. You can add hashtags and then a cover photo for what you want it to show when it is on your page. So that's a little bit more information about reels and everything. So you've started incorporating reels into your feed. You've posted Mm -hmm. quite a few now, and I'm assuming you're starting to make even more content for them. I was wondering, where do you come up with the ideas for that? Ooh, okay. So... What's your process? (laughs) My process. Secret. (laughs) No, just kidding. Um, I think, well, like I said, people expect more comedic content from me, and that's what I tend to like to make. It's how I interact with everyone and so it's obviously how I interact with acting too so sometimes I'll base ideas off of more observational comedy I'll see something and I'll be like that's funny someone should put that on video and so I'm like okay well someone's me and then other times it's more situational right now I think we as a society are all going through a lot of the same thoughts and experiences and even like nostalgia I think putting these into a reel and seeing people respond to it, we're coming to realize like, oh wow, yeah, I do miss concerts. And right now the best I can get is thinking about what I would wear to one. So it's like putting that into a video, like why not? It is relatable. Mm -hmm. And if it is relatable and I do it right, then it's funny (laughs) because it is relatable. So I've started dabbling into creating reels around the plant-based lifestyle and how-tos or outfits or things um, because I think it's important to have a robust amount of content mm-hmm. and capture my authentic self. But most of mine have just been more like comedic or relatable thus far. Yeah, I love them. You mentioned the concert one. Yeah. And that blew up on your social media page. That one went big. Yes, it went really big. I was looking through your social media the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize. That was a yeah, big deal. I had two, I've had two reels that have gone like a lot of views that one hit 27,000 views and another one hit Mm 14,000 and what was interesting was my follow count went up by a lot like it almost doubled after those two reels about a week after I'd posted the second one and I ended up going from like I don't know five or six thousand followers to like 11,000 followers Mm -hmm. and the interesting part now is seeing out of those followers who will hang on and what they engage with because a lot of them engage with my stories and with my reels but they mostly don't engage with my photo posts so that's been something where I'm like trying to navigate you know are these people just kind of gonna hang around like that or what are they looking for in my profile finding a way to keep them engaged That's so interesting to think about because, I don't know, just from my perspective of what I engage with Mm -hmm. on Instagram, like, I really engage with Instagram stories because they're, like, quick content that you can just tap and just keep going through. And same with Reels because I find a lot of them, like, on my Explore page. And so I'll, like, click on them and then I'll just keep swiping through. And I don't look at photo posts as often anymore. I'm trying to get better about it just since this podcast has started because I'm like, you know what? I should be engaging in this content. Yeah, that's interesting though. But it's interesting because I didn't really think about that part of it. You gained all these followers and, like, trying to figure out what content they like so that they'll still engage. That's so... So weird. Yeah, because it's like, okay, they followed me for this video, 
but I don't want to just keep making this video. Yeah. You know, I still want to use my account to its full potential. I still want to have more creative ideas, but how will that translate to them interacting with my profile and how much does that matter to me? Yeah. I mean, when it comes to it, I do value all my followers, but I do value the ones that engage. And if that's the particular way that they want to engage with my profile, then, you know, that's fine too. So now you have to create more content that way for them. I haven't personally made an Instagram reel yet. I'm going to. Ooh, that'll be exciting. Um, <laughs> but I feel like they'd be really fun to make. Like once you have an idea and concept for them, I feel like they'd be fun to execute. They are so fun. I love making them because it is like acting, really. I mean, it's just so fun and it's quick and it's low pressure. Yeah. And you can just put it up and see if people like it. Mm-hmm, you know, exactly. It, it, and I think what's so cool about Instagram Reels specifically is that as actors, video is what we're going to be specializing in. Mm-hmm. Like we want to be on camera or on stage. Instagram Reels and TikTok are giving us this platform to kind of start creating our own content. So then we can use it in the future and, and create a following that way. Because that's what most of our followers are going to be watching in the future is like us on TV or film or on right. Stage. So it's, it's cool that they started in incorporating these different ways to do that, especially because when Instagram was first started, it was basically just photos. Which and is wild to think yeah. about. <laughs> I know, it's so wild. I always think back because I remember specifically when I started my Instagram, it was like right after it came out, I started it on New Year's Eve and I was like 11 or 12. My best friend from childhood was over and she had made one. She's like, you need to make an Instagram account. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And she's like, well, we're going to make one for you right now. And so she helped me make one. And I remember the first post was like us with braces. We would draw happy New Year's on my whiteboard in my room. And just thinking about where I started that and being like, this is so stupid to where Instagram specifically has changed throughout the years. Like it's insane how much it's adapted and now how vital it is to our roles as putting ourselves out there and promoting ourselves as actors. Like it's just... Definitely. And how we interact with it and have formed our feeds to look versus a photo with a whiteboard. I mean, it's so different. It's so different. It's just, it's fun how it's changed, but it's also, it's just crazy to think about where it first started. Definitely. What a time. 12-year-old Lauren. (laughs) I wish I knew her. You know. Okay, so you've talked a lot about promo posts that mm-hmm. you've recently been doing. What has that process been like for you of finding brands that you want to be involved with and then creating content on your page? Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself doing more Instagram photo posts or are you starting to incorporate those more into reels or like how has that whole process been? So it's a little different depending on who I'm working for. I've really liked this process and I'm very grateful for the relationship. I'm forming through these partnerships. So basically, I get reached out to by a company. And then sometimes they'll reach out and say, here's what we can offer you. This is what we're expecting. Are you interested? Mm -hmm. And other times they'll ask for my rate sheet. 
So I have a whole pitching sheet with all my rates broken down and then I let them kind of choose from that what they want me to produce. So like for example, one company wanted a reel, one in-feed post, four to six stories. Mm. They wanted them all sent to them in advance before I posted everything approved. They gave me some inspo for a caption and that's an easy blueprint to follow. I can create them as me, which is automatically going to put a different spin on them than anyone else just because we're all creatively unique. But when they ask for just my rate and then say, okay, we want this, that, and this. I'll usually create a marketing pitch page for them, generally laying out what I want to create, and then they can give me feedback before I start filming or photographing. That way they can look and see, like, is this the right person to promote my product? And and I only work with companies that I have used and agree with ethically and everything. So I, I would say the pitching page is something that I would recommend for anyone who wants to start promoting products or like starting the micro-influencer lifestyle because it is helpful and it is just professional. But I do love when, like I'm doing a shoot today for a burger joint that has vegan burgers and they were like, basically, we just want some posts of you eating and you can do whatever you want. And I was like, oh, anything? So, you know, I sketched out everything. I met with them on a Zoom and they were like, we love this. Like, Mm. let's do it. And since my brand is pretty obvious as to it being comedic, but obviously still promoting the product in a very respectful way, they know what they're in for. And, and they're hoping that I bring some of that to the table, you know? Yeah, that's so cool. I didn't even think about creating all of that. That just like blew my mind. That is so smart. (laughs) I wouldn't, where did you begin with like figuring out your rates and everything? So my sister, Blonde on the Run, has been dabbling in promotional products and videos a bit before me. So she's kind of guided me through the process and I've based my rates off of her follow count engagement and everything and then, you know, comparatively to mine. So that's where I started. And then I also put in that packet examples of some of my posts. It's only three pages because I don't want it to be like crazy for them to look through and they can skim, whatever. But yeah, I have my two reels on there that went viral and like a little info about that. And then I have rates in different packages. And I'm obviously willing to work with brands on what they have to give their marketing budget because you know like if it's a friend who's promoting a product I don't want them to feel like they have to pay an exorbitant amount or something it's just kind of feeling it out with these companies thank you for talking about that a little more because I didn't even think of that whole process when thinking of promotions Mm-hmm, definitely kind of behind the scenes yeah that's smart to have that ready to go and start thinking of it at least now even if companies aren't approaching you yet just so mm-hmm. that when they do and you start getting more of a following then you'll have it ready to go and you do have value you know like it is valuable that you're creating this content for them you're creating this art so you should put a price on it and say like this is what I'm worth right now and if that's cool with you then like let's make something together yeah and a lot of the times they'll be so cool with that oh definitely I haven't had anyone question it and be like really this much for a reel because it's like they know I'm gonna put time in it it's gonna be quality they're down you gotta believe in yourself yes (laughs) that's so important you have to be confident in yourself and know your worth because you don't want to be taken advantage of yeah so we've talked a little bit about Instagram reels 
but I think it's time to dive into TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Okay. So a lot of people are avidly following TikTok. A lot of TikTokers are blowing up for posting the most random content on there. And I think it's great. I think the biggest thing I could say about TikTok is like anybody can be successful on there. Like regardless of who you are, what you do, if you have something that catches somebody's eye, you'll blow up. It could be the most random thing. I watch a girl every single day on my TikTok that just buys random Starbucks drinks. She has like 10 million followers. And I'm like, why? I'm just like, this is the craziest thing ever. Something that's a little bit different from TikTok algorithm to Instagram algorithm is, well, TikTok's algorithm is insane. But when you are going to post on your TikTok, it's really important for you to kind of think about what videos you want to make on there because TikTok's algorithm regulates what goes on people's feed based on what categories they put your video in. So if you are in a category that's like more about Starbucks, we'll go off this girl. So this girl has a lot of videos about her getting Starbucks drinks. She's put in a TikTok category that's focused on more of like coffee, Starbucks and everything. So if she were to make posts that were on a different type of topic, those might not do as well as her Starbucks videos are just because TikTok put you in these niche categories based off what posts of yours have gotten a lot of attention. So it's really interesting just to see the differences between like Instagram reels and TikTok, which kind of brings me to you a little bit more is like, have you seen that your Instagram reels do better than your TikTok videos? Or is it like relatively the same? How's that niche category algorithm system working for you? So I started my TikTok a few months ago mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm going to find my categories and I'm going to push it and I'm going to work the algorithm to my advantage. And then I deleted the app yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I was spending so much time just consuming video content and not creating any of it that I was like, oh, this is just not for me right now. So then Instagram introduced Reels and I was like, okay, I like Instagram and I get this and I like the way that engagement works on here. And so then I decided that I would start cross-posting all of my content from Reels onto TikTok. But for me, TikTok isn't something that I want to pour a lot of time or energy into Uh at the moment. Maybe in the future, but right now, it's kind of just another platform that I'm going to export content to simply because it's already made and it's easy to put on there. And if something blows up, then woohoo, that's cool. And I'll make more things like that. But if not, then that's cool too. Yeah, That's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, I like that. Because, I mean, just because there's a lot of social media platforms, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to use all of them. Totally. You can find what you are most passionate about and then, like you said, post your content mainly on there. But if you have content ready to go, you can post it on those other platforms if you want to. But you don't have to pour all your time and energy into every single one. Exactly. Like you said, I love watching things on TikTok and I'm on there way too often. 
So I commend you for deleting the app because that's a smart (laughs) idea. But I don't have to spend all my time making content for TikTok if that's not what I'm passionate about in the moment. And that, like you said, that can always change. It doesn't have to stay. Definitely, right. It's like, okay, if I start getting a lot of engagement on TikTok, then yeah, maybe that is an avenue I want to pursue. But I also don't feel like I form the same type of relationships on TikTok because it is just videos, comments, likes, duets. You know, it's there's less of that relationship. I feel there's less of a chance for you to really get to know your followers and Mm -hmm. engage with you, other than like really comments, right? Which is nice, but it's just not the same. No, it's not. And you mentioned earlier that you like to kind of create a, a variety of content based on interests of yours, and I think that's kind of harder with TikTok just because of how the algorithm works because it it puts you in categories and if you're doing really well in them you can't really expand into different areas unless you're like a big TikToker that everybody loves and will just follow you because they like you and they want to get to know you more and more about like what you're interested in but other than that like you kind of have to stay in your category. I feel like it's a little bit limiting for small creator growth. Yeah. So If you are that small creator and that one video does great, then you kind of have to keep creating ones like that to stay relevant as a small creator. And I I just don't love that. Yeah. I'm all about creating a brand, but I I like being able to explore myself, I guess. Yeah, I know. Especially if you're trying to build a fan base, it's important for you to be able to show them who you are and what you like to do rather than just showing them one aspect of who you are. Exactly. And that's what I really like about Instagram is you're always changing every single day and like you could show that on your page. Nothing has to be picture perfect. It doesn't have to be one color or a specific filter. You can just be your authentic self and show these different sides of you. And I think that's what's really unique. I love Instagram. I do too. (laughs) That being said, I do love watching TikTok videos. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are blowing up for opening every single day of their advent calendar. I saw some people that are getting 2 million views just opening a day on their advent calendar. Wow. And it's so crazy to see how many views and likes they're getting. But then I was thinking about it, like, what are they going to do after December 25th? Mm -hmm. How are they going to keep that ball rolling? Yeah, especially if they're in such a specific category where do you go from there that seems tough definitely like your time might be limited unless you can really get on top of it yeah oh I feel like that would put too much stress on me like I feel stressed all the time it's such a different way of creating content Mm -hmm. even though it's still just short videos Another thing I've really been struggling with recently is hashtags. I don't know why. It's just not necessarily that I don't know what to hashtag, but I'm scared to put hashtags on my posts, even though I know, like, it'll be good for me. And so... I was wondering, like, you use a lot of hashtags, so Mm -hmm. how do you find what hashtags work Mm -hmm. or what hashtags have worked for you and what haven't? Like, what has your process been with hashtags? Okay, so I don't have an exact science, and I'm sure there are people that have more, like, in-depth analyzed strategies, but... I do have a method and I will share it with you. (laughs) So you can put up to 30 hashtags in a comment on your own post. So I always try and hit the 30 mark just because why not? 
And I usually look up a couple hashtags that I'm thinking of using for a post and try to compare them to posts that are under that same hashtag that other people have posted. Does it fit into the brand I'm going for? Are people liking similar posts? Is this a similar post? So I start looking at other hashtags then under those posts and I just continue clicking and comparing. And then another aspect of it is finding a few hashtags that have a really low number number of posts. So say like a hundred posts. So like one of mine was like hashtag my charcoal sponge, let's say. So if I get a lot of engagement on hashtag my charcoal sponge, and there's only like a hundred other posts that have that hashtag on Instagram, my photo will rank higher on that hashtag page and then rank higher overall in that brand and like that category of like beauty products. So it's going to boost my post to the top of the page, not only when people are searching that hashtag, but then other hashtags that are also with that one. Does that make sense? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then overall it just helps. But then with reels specifically, I try to categorize within the hashtag and like using the word reels. So for my plant-based ones, I'll do like hashtag vegan reels of Instagram. So that way people who are just starting to to explore reels since it is so new. If they find this, then they'll be like, oh, okay, I can probably expect more vegan reels on this account. And then they're more likely to obviously interact with my post. So that's how I handle them. <laughs> you found that they have works for you? Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll get a lot of random likes. I mean, even from, there was one photo of me outside of a comedy store mm-hmm. and I used a few hashtags that had to do with that particular comedy place. And I'll get likes on that months later. I got one two weeks ago and I was like, this is definitely from a hashtag, (laughs) you know? Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I'm going to start using hashtags. I don't know why I've just been so hesitant about it. Who knows? But I have seen how much they've helped other people grow a following. And so I do think they're really important in that way, just because they do put you on many different pages that you might not have been on prior, especially people search hashtags. Um, So I think that's really, it's cool to see how you can reach a bunch of different people that you might not have if you didn't put that hashtag on your post. Yeah, and be able to connect with them and kind of maybe follow them back if they follow you because you may have something in common more than just that one hashtag. Yeah, you can find a lot of people that you have a lot in common with through hashtags and even just like tagging different brands on your posts I think is also important. I tag Good American on one of my Instagram posts and I never expected for them to see it or anything, but they liked and commented last night. Oh my goodness, yes. And so it's, it's important to not only use hashtags, but also tag a bunch of brands. Like if you're wearing specific clothes from those brands or makeup Mm -hmm. that you're wearing, just because that will also put you on their tagged feed, which is also important because if, yeah, because if somebody likes their brand and they go and click on tagged photos, like they might be able to find you and follow you that way. Yeah. It's just more exposure and connecting to people who have similar interests. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good tool. This has been fun. It's been a different episode just because I haven't specifically focused on 
one topic very much, but I really wanted to be able to hear from you and see what has worked for you and what hasn't because you've been doing a lot of social media since graduation, but even before that as well. So you're well-versed in it and you're doing a great job in building a brand for yourself. So I wanted to kind of see what has worked, what hasn't worked, um, where you're going with everything. Just touch base and give a little love it. little like real life experience with social media as an actor. Yeah, it's, it's real. I'm here. <laughs> yep. Thank you so much for listening to episode five of Caption This. You can follow Olivia at Olivia, O-L-I-V-I-H-U-H. And you can follow me at It's Lauren McNair. Thank you so much for listening. Please like and subscribe wherever you can. I will see you soon.